This episode is brought to you by The Mr. Pickles on Sunrise and Madison in Fair Oaks. You want a great sandwich made by a sandwich east of the cares? This is the shop for you. Go on down to Mr. Pickles, 5353 Sunrise Boulevard. Open for takeout and curbside pickup during these crazy times. Support this small business and get a sandwich, or even five, today. This week on the Spivey Special Podcast, we'll be with our guest Vance Charvo. We'll be talking about breakfast, Mr. Pickles, and football. Welcome to episode 27 of the Spivey Special Podcast. That's like two baker's dozens and another, another one. one on top, yeah. <laughs> I like baker's and dozens. Can't even count to 12. <laughs> well, we got, a, we got a fun one on deck today. Yeah. I'm, I feel, ex- I'm excited about our guest. This is like the first time in a long time I felt really skinny with you two next to me. <laughs> I feel weird, though, about this six feet rule. I mean, no matter where I'm at at the house, I feel like I'm going to be too close to you guys. We're sucking you into our orbits. Happens. All right, well, this week for our guest, we have the big pickle himself. We've got Vance Charvo on deck. Now, he's got a bachelor's in Del Taco. That wasn't enough for him, so he went back to school, and he got his master's in breakfast foods. Still wasn't enough. He went back and got his doctorate in sandwiches. Vance, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Glad to be here. You know, what can I say? I really like school. (laughs) (laughs) That makes, I think, one of us in this room. (laughs) We could read it like a third grade level combined. Hey, I, green eggs and ham. That one is a killer. Yeah, that's the same joke you used last week before I was here, too. <laughs> yeah, we still can't read. <laughs> no, hey, guys. Glad to be here, man. Thanks for having me on. It's uh, it's exciting. Yeah, we're going to have a good time today. Trey, are you ready to get started? Let's do it. All right. Let's take a quick break, and we'll come back with Food Court Files. All rise, it's time for the Food Court Files. All right, this week for Food Court Files, we have uh, Professor Potato with his master's in breakfast. We've got Vance Charvo here to give us a breakdown on breakfast food. If there's a guy who loves breakfast more than this guy, I would hate to meet him because he would be big. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Vance. Can you explain to us and the three or four people listening to this show why breakfast is the best meal? Oh my gosh. I I don't even know where to start. I mean, this thing is just, it makes or breaks the day, right? I mean, you ever had a bad breakfast and your day was just crap after that? So this is... I just have a second breakfast until (laughs) I got it right. Well, yes. I mean, other than third breakfast, there's nothing more than a second breakfast. (laughs) But no, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. It starts your day off right. I mean, you got to get uh, you got to get that energy for your for your work day, and I mean, there's just so much variety that you can go from here. I mean, dinner you're not going to have a sweet dinner, right? But you can have a sweet breakfast, and I'm talking like sweet, like candy. Oh, I like to have breakfast for dinner. So, well, that's obviously an option, but you're not going to have a sweet cheeseburger. Challenge. Challenge. (laughs) 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 All right. Well, you just, I think, turned Zach and I both on to breakfast a little bit here. But what's the best way to do potatoes? Because I know you're pretty good, and I think potatoes is the make or break for any breakfast. 
Hundred percent. I'm I'm more of a hearty guy for breakfast. I mean, I'll dabble in the sweets a little bit, but I'm all about the hearty and the potatoes. Just have to be right, or else it's just going to ruin my whole meal. Now, are you a hash brown or country potato kind of guy? Country potato, all the way. I mean, hash browns, they're okay. They can do it sometimes, but you got some well seasoned potatoes. That's just making my making my day right there. Are you allowed to have tots or fries for breakfast? Definitely. Definitely tots or fries. Uh, sometimes fries inside like a breakfast burrito would even just get real wild. Wow, I'm about to drive to Alberto's right now and get to California. <laughs> we just started, man. Calm down. <laughs> All right. Um, home versus road. Okay, let's say that we're on the road. We're at a restaurant. Um, what's the best way to choose what kind of potato is good? Hard, soft? What kind of seasoning are we putting on them? All right, so... Hard potatoes, just throw it out the window because that's that's just awful, right? You ever you ever bit into a potato and it's just hard? Yeah, that's like an apple. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is, but it sounds disgusting. It's what uh, horses eat. <laughs> oh, no, that's right, that's right. Uh, no, it has to be soft. It has to be. It has to have a little crunch on the outside, but the inside has to be soft, and that's really what makes it right. So seasonings, we're talking about a little salt and pepper, a little S and P, right? Some garlic, some onion. Okay, now here's what I like to put on my potatoes, and this is a secret ingredient, and I may have just ruined it for all 72 people listening, but a little chili powder, a little chili powder. Wow, I always wondered what you put on the potatoes for when we come over for football. And now that, we don't have to come over anymore. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> if I would have known that's all it took, I would have told you guys four years ago. That's probably a pretty good idea. So potatoes, you know, they're delicious. All right, but now let's go on to the meats. All right. You got sausages, you got bacon, you got ham, you got chicken fried steak, which I've seen you eat all of them. Which meat is the best and why for breakfast? Well, I don't know if there is a best, right? I mean, it just depends who you're asking. But you're talking to the, you know, the Professor Potato here, breakfast MD. (laughs) And I personally would love just a big old ham steak. Just slabbed right there next to my potatoes. Maybe a little bit of gravy that's slopping off from my biscuits. Cover that up. I love a big old ham steak. Zach, now what about you? What kind of meat do you like in the morning? Uh, I'd go sausage. Are we talking links or patties? I always go links. And I like them like maple flavored. Like I want the sweet ones. There we go. I think. And then I'm going to dip them in syrup so they're more sweet than they already were. I think the sausage patty doesn't get the play that it should. I think the sausage patty, it kind of like feels like you're eating a hamburger in the morning, which is kind of like nasty a little bit. (laughs) No, it feels like you're having school lunch and you should have French toast sticks with it when I have a. God, I would eat. Toasting. All right, that sounds good. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> now bacon. Now, what's the best way? How, How did you... bacon not go first in this draft? I, I mean, it just came up third. That bacon, sounds wrong. Bacon still. I mean, ham and bacon are close, right? But I don't know. It's just it's just something about me. I mean, obviously that's why I weigh four hundred pounds. But <laughs> quit rounding stick... down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Know, I'm, bacon is. Obviously, one of those things that goes well with any meal, right? It's true. I mean, it's not just a breakfast. You can have you're having you're having bacon for breakfast, lunch, dinner, state fair, dipped in chocolate on ice cream. Don't matter. Have you eaten the chocolate dipped in uh, the bacon dipped in chocolate? I've had everything that you could possibly have at the state fair. Yeah, obviously tonight I'm looking at you. (laughs) But okay, Vance, so we're I haven't fly it into me. (laughs) All right, Vance, so we're coming over. How how do you cook your bacon compared to how others do it? And what 
consistency do you like your bacon? Do you like it a little soggy, a little crisp? Well, I don't like people who cook their bacon in the oven. I'm just going to say it. That's not bacon. Yeah, I don't, I don't really get it. I mean, I have cooked it in the oven, and I've, for a certain recipe, I've tried it. A little bacon weave action. But if you're just cooking you know, six or eight pieces of bacon... First of all, who's cooking six or eight pieces of bacon? We're talking, you know. That's if you're home alone. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm always going, I'm frying it, right? I mean, I got to get that grease. I want that bacon just puddled in some grease. I want it to be a safety hazard. There's so much bacon grease. You I, better be cooking it with a shirt on. Because <laughs> that is popping. I have, a, I have a carton of baking soda next to the, next to the <laughs> stove just in case there's a fire. Now, what consistency, though, do you like? Do you like it crisp? Do you like it a little bit crisp on the ends with a little softness in the middle? Yeah, if you, if you get it too crispy, it really it takes away from the bacon, right? It just kind of crumbles, which is good if you're doing A salad. baked potato. <laughs> <laughs> baked potato. I was going to go with baked potato, not salad. I don't know what that is. Um, but, yeah, so a little bit crispy on the edges, maybe a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of tenderness in the middle, a little bit chewy, but it's got to, like, when you bite into it, it's going to melt in your mouth. So I don't like it to be too crunchy. But yeah, I, I, I like I like the thick cut bacon, and I still I want it a little bit chewy. Heather wants it cooked so hard that it just it just tastes like bacon bits, but like taped back together. Yeah, I want to taste a little bit of the fat, but I don't want to just have to like pull it apart, you know, and chew on my bacon too much. All right, now that we're all turned on by bacon, <laughs> let's move on to the eggs. Now, what's the best way you like to do eggs when you have people over? Ah, uh, so, I mean, a lot of people are going to call me just plain on this, but I'm, I'm a big scrambled guy. Uh, I can, you know, do up a dozen or a dozen and a half eggs real quick. Uh, we did do that one time over at the house. We did the, an omelet bar, which was uh, amazing. I made individual omelets for, for everybody over at football, and uh, that was pretty sweet. But that's still along the lines of scrambled, right? Yeah. Now, with your scrambled eggs, do you like to throw cheese in? I know a lot of people like to do that. I could tell Zach does. I've never. What's cheese? <laughs> <laughs> no, a little, uh, little salt and pepper. Um, I mean, cheese on top, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna cook it inside the scramble. I like personally when I cook my scramble, I cook the eggs and they're almost done, and then I'll sprinkle in the cheese so they're not getting too much in the. No, that's a pro. Yolk. That's a pro move. Yeah. I always do poached or over easy eggs because I need the yolk mixed in with the other foods. Yeah, and I think... If I cooked it by themselves, I would just do scrambled eggs. But if it's cooked with anything else... Doing, doing something a little more. Yeah. I think that's probably a little more uh, uh, egg connoisseur. Mm-hmm. You know me, I'm, I'm a potato connoisseur. The eggs are just kind of like there. I mean, I'll, I'll shovel them in my mouth, but... The parsley of breakfast. I, I would agree with that. Just a little <laughs> sprinkle. I'm, re- I'm really going after the potatoes, the meat, and the biscuits and gravy. All right, so we've had a lot of breakfasts together. Now, I know one thing about you. You are a biscuits and gravy kind of guy. Now, you tell me what makes a biscuit and gravy good. Well, it's that combination, right? You got to be able to have that fluffy thickness of the biscuit, but the wetness and the, the taste of the gravy. I mean, it's if you get a biscuit that's too hard. Pass. Yeah. Hockey puck. Hockey puck's no good. Yeah, so, no matter how good the gravy is, it's not saving it if you've got a bad biscuit. Exactly. So it's got to be it's got to be that right texture, you know, a little bit of firm, but still able to you know soak up that that gravy. Now, do you like meat in the gravy? Yes, I'm going. I'm going breakfast sausage, 
you know, just a mild breakfast pork sausage, ground up. You know, we'll we'll, we'll put that in there. And uh, I love love meat in the gravy. But you could even use your bacon, right? Your leftover bacon grease. Make a little gravy out of that. Forget about it. That sounds healthy. <laughs> that might be wrong. All right, so Zach and I, we've talked about breakfast before, and we've had a debate on what's the best. Well, you just settled the debate right now. What is the best out of French toast, pancakes, and the Belgian waffle? Well, here's my take on it. I mean, anything that's dipped in egg and then fried is obviously going to be better than everything else, right? It's true. I mean, you're taking a piece of bread, dipping it in some cinnamon sugar, vanilla, egg, and then you're going to fry it? Forget about it, man. That's, that's good stuff. So, so I'm going French toast. Are you putting powdered sugar on your French toast? I mean, if you don't... I think it's not French toast. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's Italian toast. I'm not sure how it works. <laughs> Zach, I can't remember what your answer was on that. What it, Belgian waffle. I like the reason I like it's a it, shaped pancake, so it's already better than a pancake because well, it has built-in syrup traps. So you yeah. get more syrup, which is the best part of any of these. The little coves, you yeah. know, you're getting the butter and the syrup bats in there, and that's if that's you cut good. it right, you got like a a tiny little bowl full of butter and syrup that you can eat. But French toast does bring the house down. It's got to be it's got to be the right French toast. It's got to be a really good bread, like Texas a toast. Texas toast. Texas or, toast, yeah. You can't go like wheat. Wonder bread. <laughs> French toast. <laughs> you ever had whole grain French Hot toast? Dog bun. <laughs> I'm out. Hey, I mean, with the way things are going right now, we're going to have to find all kinds of different bread to, to yeah, soak up. It's going to get weird. All right. So another thing that I've eaten many times at your house for football is the old breakfast burrito. Yeah, that's a throwback. Now tell us how you make your breakfast burritos so you can feed the eight or nine of us that are over at your house. Well, when I go with these breakfast burritos, I'm all, I'm all about quality. Check that. I'm all about quantity. There you go. <laughs> so I, uh, I like to have a little, little aluminum foil, roll a tortilla in there, and then sprinkle it with some homemade potatoes. Uh, I'll, I'll do scrambled eggs. We'll throw some scrambled eggs in there. I usually like to go bacon. Bacon for the breakfast burritos. It makes it easier to roll. I mean, if you put, uh, can't put ham in there, you can do diced ham, but I'm, I'm more of a bacon guy. Uh, we'll throw some cheese on it, right? And then, uh, you know, some salsa or some hot sauce. And then we're going to roll that up and wrap it in foil and then just put it right in the oven. So I usually make about 12 of these, you know, on Sunday mornings before football. Put them in the oven. Don't, don't even need to have the oven on that hot. It's just more to warm it and melt the cheese. And uh, those are just grab and go. I mean, you go in there, grab one, open it up. And, uh, yeah, like I said, quantity. Well, the best thing, too, about them is, like, you show up, let's say, at noon. You have something going on in the morning, and they're just sitting in the oven, and you get there, and they're still delicious. They're not overcooked. They're just, like, perfect as you grab them out. And I think that's a really good idea that people kind of forget is you just put them in foil, put them in the oven, put on a low temperature, let the cheese melt, and just eat when you want. Yeah, no, it's it's good. My uh, my dad used to do that. I don't know. I mean, I learned that from my from my dad a long time ago. So, I don't, I don't know. We, we used to have... We'd take them out when we'd go uh, riding our motorcycles. We'd make a batch of those and throw them in the, in the cooler, right? Didn't need to be cold, but it, it would stay hot. <laughs> it does both. All right, then, what's, what's the craziest breakfast that you've made before? Oh, wow. So, Troy knows this. Troy was there for this one. Always. <laughs> breakfast story. Uh, I'm there. So, two years ago, uh, it was right before football season, I found this recipe for this bacon pie 
bacon breakfast pie. And jackpot. Yeah, it was <laughs> like I had to I had to go home early from work that day because I was just so excited about it. And uh, so I made it. I made it for the guys. It was the first first Sunday of football, opening Sunday. Uh, I got up a little bit early and, and went in there. And, and basically what this thing was, it was it was like four pounds of bacon, which is never a bad thing to start with. And uh, you laid it out in a, in a pie dish. And you laid the strips of bacon so they were half in the pie dish and half out of the pie dish. And then you overlapped them all the way around to make a circle, right? So then you cut these thinly sliced potatoes. You layered them in there with cheese. And then do another layer of potatoes, a little salt and pepper, some more cheese. Then you fold the bacon over and overlap and fold it and all the way up to the top, create this bacon pie. And uh, the instructions said to put it in the oven for 15 to 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to be eating bacon pie here. And put it in and I go take it out like 15 minutes later and it's just still raw. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited about this dish and... So it ended up it ended up okay, right? I think uh, you know that Sunday game started at ten. We uh, we probably ate this pie about halftime of the afternoon games. Night games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Monday night game. No, but uh, it ended up taking almost an hour to cook, and but it came out delicious. It got crispy on the outside, and we were able to cut it into these slices, just like look like pie, and it was just cheesy and gooey and bacony and. Oh, it took longer than they said, but it was well worth the wait. Now, if you're looking for that recipe, go ahead and hit Vance up. He's got that recipe. I think it was in his vows. I'm not quite sure. So I think he has a copy of it. <laughs> it's probably in my Facebook feed, too, because anytime there's a recipe like that, somebody tags me in it. Yeah, it's like tasty This videos. is full of cheese. I should tag Zach in this. <laughs> yeah. I think they can see your profile picture. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because okay. you're big. <laughs> I didn't get it till then. Thanks, All right, Chuck. good. You're welcome. All right, All right, Vance, what's your favorite local place to go for breakfast, and what sets them apart? All right, so I was doing a lot of thinking about this one, and uh, I go to breakfast a lot. Every Saturday with the boys. At least every Saturday. I mean, usually only days that end in Y. But, <laughs> uh, so we like this place over in Orangeville. It's called Ashley's Country Kitchen. Uh, at the corner of uh, Maine and Madison over there, and it has been one of our favorites. They got great potatoes. The biscuits and gravy are on point, and uh, yeah, that's one of my favorite places. I get the uh, the skillet bowl when I go over there, and I substitute the toast with biscuit and gravy. Of course. And uh, so there's an option on the menu for half size, and I just read right over that to the full <laughs> size. So. Get, I don't even know half size was an option in any restaurant. <laughs> Yeah, no, Ashley's Country Kitchen really does it. They're, uh, they've been my favorite breakfast. All right, that sounds fantastic. Well, I think that's all we got for Food Court Files. Let's take a quick break, and we will come back with Remember That Thing. Have you ever traveled in time? No, I'm way too big for that, obviously. Well, that's a given. You are huge. I do travel back in time, though, by one of my favorite podcasts. That sounds a little bit more realistic. Well, each week, Jason Horton revisits a different year with a strange history and cultural happenings during that year. That seems strange. Well, it is, and it's called Strange Year, and it is delightful. How do I even listen to that podcast? Well, conveniently, Strange Year is available anywhere that you listen to podcasts. And each episode is only a few minutes long, so you always have time for one more. Hey, remember that thing? The moon landing. Jazz. Trapper keepers. Manners. Alf. Sunny D. Yeah, I remember those things. 
All right, for Remember That Thing this week, um, we're talking about Mr. Pickles with Mr. Big Pickle. hey yo. Not any Mr. Pickles, okay? Let's be realistic. It's the Mr. Pickles in Fair Oaks. But we're not going to just talk about how great it is and how the people there that make sandwiches are easy on the eyes. We're going to talk about the history of Mr. Pickles, the sandwiches that are so delicious, and the weirdest sandwich he's ever made, which I'm kind of excited to hear about. But let's start with the history. All right, Vance, when did your family... You and your dad, you guys buy your Mr. Pickles. October 2005 was our first day of business. I actually have a, uh, an interesting story. I, uh, I worked at that Mr. Pickles for six months before we bought it. So I've been, I've been working at Mr. Pickles, doing this thing for coming up on 15 years now. And uh, I've only ever had one job interview in my life. <laughs> so... It was, uh, it was my junior year, in between my junior and senior year. Uh, I lived just around the corner there at Sunrise in Madison and got a summer job. My dad was retired from his previous business and just doing all kinds of sandwich around the house. And uh, I, he was like, oh, we're going to come home from school and we're going to remodel the kitchen or we're going to lay some hardwood floor. And I just got boring. So I, uh, I was like, Dad, I'm going to get a job. So I, uh, I hit the old path out there and got a job at Mr. Pickles just down the street uh, went in for an interview and the guy was like yeah you're hired and so literally about six months later the guy was looking to sell and my dad was looking to buy a business and it just kind of worked out so we were originally we were, we were going to do another location down the street on Sunrise in like Coloma area the deal fell through this guy was said he was going to sell his store and go off and do other other stores and yeah, that was 15 years ago. So it's been uh, it's been a wild ride. Now, I think you Zach have a lot in common there in that situation because Zach, have you only had one job interview? Well, I've only worked at one company since I interviewed before I turned 18, and they hired me. And they're like, "We don't want to do any paperwork, so we're going to hire you. But you're going to start in three weeks." So I started the first day. Of the pay period was two days after I turned 18 at Best Buy, and yeah. I've been there ever since. But I've interviewed for. Lots of jobs at Best Buy, but not like any other company. Not at any other company. Like that model agency that fell through. Well, I did the interview, <laughs> and it turns out there was no one on the other end of the phone. <laughs> <laughs> this is awkward. <laughs> All right. Now, Vance, you guys are Mr. Pickles. We are. You got in a little early, so you guys are a non, you're not part of the franchise. Ground floor, baby. Ground floor. So what does that entail that you're not part of the franchise? Uh, so we're an independent location. Uh, we own the rights to the name to the one store. And uh, essentially, we don't have to pay any royalties or franchise fees. Uh, we're, we're just a separate individual location. So we have the freedom to choose our own menu, uh, pick our own providers and suppliers, and kind of go with our own menu if we want. So we have the, the freedom and flexibility uh, to do our own thing, but still ask Mr. Pickles. So we're, we're one of probably, shoot, now probably the only one that's like that anymore. So there's, there was a couple others, but they've all kind of gone away. So we're, we're kind of the last man standing in that, in that department. Now, when you first guys got it, um, you guys were a firefighter theme. And then did it change to where you also had the local high schools? Or were those already there when you guys bought it? 
No, so it was a firefighter theme. Uh, the previous owner, his whole family was firefighters. Uh, his dad was a fire chief down in San Francisco. Uh, so they, he started the decor. We've actually collected a lot of those things as well. We've got those patches all over the walls. We've got T-shirts from all over the world. Um, you know, pretty cool stuff. And we've had, you know, firefighters come in and give us those. And I give them one of our shirts. And uh, so we've collected that stuff. But then once we took over, uh, we really made a point of emphasis to kind of support the local high schools. Um, obviously, me being a football coach at Bella Vista and Casa helps. But we've done a lot of stuff with, you know, Del Campo, Bella Vista, as well as Casa Robo. So we kind of took over that aspect uh, and made our little, you know, portion of the wall dedicated to the local high school sports teams. That's awesome. So at some point, your parents moved to Texas. Yeah, about- And then you're taking over. So you go from medium pickle to the big pickle. The big at this pickle. Point. <laughs> yeah, zero to 60, baby. <laughs> No, that was uh, about eight years ago now. Uh, my my mom got an offer to, to move there for her work, and uh, they made a family decision. That was uh, time to go. It was, it was the best thing for, for them and for us. So I was uh, I was kind of rooted here. I'd, I'd already bought my first house. Uh, you know, I was with my wife, Stephanie, and we, uh, you know, there was no reason for us to leave. So I decided to stay behind, and, uh, you know, we still run it. My dad and I are on the phone every day. We, we run this thing together. You know, I'm here doing the day-to-day, but... You know, I, I couldn't make a decision without him, and, and you know, he's been he's been there to help and support me, and you know, make make all the right decisions. Now, obviously, with a small business, there's those ups and downs and all arounds. Could you tell us what the hardest part about owning a small business is, especially in the restaurant game? Yeah, I think you know the thing to think about is there's not a lot of help, right? I mean, you're you're on your own. You're out there. You're doing it. Um, you know, you take times like this, right? We're, we're in the, you know, the COVID-19 crisis right now. And the future is unpredictable. You know, we, there's not a lot of stability. You know, we have to go out there and, and create our own customers and, and make, you know, make, make ends meet and do what we need to do. And we've done a great job with that over the years. But, you know, something like this comes along and it just totally affects a lot of things. So if, if you don't have that, you know, stability, um, it's hard, you know, and, and you're relying on yourself, you know, you have to do things a lot, you know, I'm working six hours, you know, six days a week, you know, eight hours a day and I love what I do, you know, but it's, you know, I can't have other people down there. I got to do what I need to do in order to make sure that our business stays alive. All right. Now let's get into the fun part here. Let's talk about the sandwiches. Yeah. All right. That's why we're talking about this, right? So we're talking about <laughs> yeah. Got Finally, it. we get to the old, what was it, masters and sandwiches? Yes, masters, yes. masters in sandwiches. Um, no, the doctorate. He's a doctorate, doctorate in, in sandwiches. sandwiches. Did you not for remember going to? <laughs> that was, I took that at Chico. Sandwich so medical I school. Those, yeah, I was at Chico State. Those <laughs> full four years of my life, I missed those ones. All right, so tell the fans what a Troy Spivey with olives is all about. Oh boy, now we're getting into it. The old Troy Spivey. Well, that's uh, kind of a variation of one of our most famous sandwiches. The crew, which is chicken, bacon, avocado, and jack cheese, uh, you know. And Troy, he's pestered me for years. He's like, "Oh, I need olives. Do you have olives?" <laughs> so, started stocking olives a while back just so I could make the Troy Spivey with olives. So, it's chicken, bacon, avocado, and jack cheese. Uh, he likes it a certain way with mayonnaise, lettuce, tomato, onions, a little bit of garlic sauce, and a sprinkle of olives. That is the Troy Spivey with olives. 
See, the best part about this, Mr. Pickles, is this guy will remember everything. I mean, he won't remember, you know, to take his vitamins or to, like, <laughs> mix in his five yeah. veggies and fruits a day. But he'll remember your sandwich order. Uh, I have a lot of people, man. I, I don't know where it goes. It's just, it's just up there somewhere. Uh, a lot of times I don't know people's names. I just look at them and I see their, their face as a sandwich. And I just make it as soon as they walk through the door. I have a similar memory for fixing people's computers. Like... You have to tell me what's going on. What happened with your computer? Okay, now I remember everything about your entire life. (laughs) (laughs) I remember your sister came over and she was talking about her son. (laughs) It's it's one of those types of memories. Otherwise, it's just like blank face. I have no idea who you are. You have to give me something. I I have people that call in and they they know my name. Hey, hey Vance. And I'm like, hey, you. (laughs) That was me a couple days ago. Chief. (laughs) Hey, what's up, big guy? All right, Zach. You're going to slowly jog over to Mr. Pickles. What sandwich are you going to get? I don't like to get the same sandwich every time. Vance tried to guess my sandwich today, and I changed it up on him. I did. He got me good. I, well, the last two times, you've had the same sandwich. So I was like, oh, hey, you want the usual? And he's like, no, no, no. I'm not a usual guy. No. Nope. I'll try to try all of I'll try to get all of them, unless it involves tuna. That's the only thing that I'm, I'm out on. Yeah. There's too many good sandwiches to be eating. Fish from a can. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Vance. Well, so- hold on real quick. What, what sandwich did you have today? I had the um, the 15, what was it called? The BV Bronco. The BV Bronco. See, now the one I ordered last time, I was disappointed because it was like named after Casa Rebel or something. I, was I like, think you got the DC it Cougar. It was the DC Cougar. That, that must yep. have been what it was. Yeah. But this one, it was pastrami, avocado, cream cheese, and fat sauce. Yeah. I don't know what's in fat sauce, but I want to put it on everything. Well, you're not going to find out right now because that's a secret. Look down. <laughs> that's what the fat sauce is right there. <laughs> I know it's inside of me. <laughs> if I cut my finger, fat sauce comes out. <laughs> All right, Vance. So you've been around the sandwich game for 15 years now, as previously stated. You're there a lot by yourself. All right, you don't got any customers. You're getting a little hungry. What's the craziest sandwich you've ever flopped together that's not actually on the menu? All right. So, I mean, there's been a lot over the years. You know, you have to mix things up a little bit. I've tried almost about every sandwich, right, other than the vegetarian. It's not really for me. But you have to mix it up a little bit. So uh, here's one for you. And uh, I actually came up with this about, shoot, probably nine or nine years ago now, 10 years ago. We had a, a regular, his name was Jackson, that came in. So we start with a nice, fresh Dutch crunch roll just out of the oven, right? And I hollow out the top a little bit, and then I take this cream cheese spatula, and I spread it with cream cheese, right? Just a big old glob of cream cheese. Next, I'm going to warm up some chicken, chicken breast, and I'm going to do like six pieces of bacon, right? Because five is just not enough. And then I'm going to put three pieces of Swiss cheese, and then I'm going to put two pieces of pepper jack, right? And I'm going to take that and pop it in the microwave. I'm going to heat that bad boy nice and good. Then I'm on the bottom of the – I'm not a big uh, mustard guy, so I'll do a little bit of mayonnaise, right? And then I'm going to spread some avocado across that thing, okay? And then I'm going to go – not really a big fan of lettuce, right? But I'll probably put a little no. on there just to, make, just to make somebody <laughs> feel good. So I got a little bit of lettuce, tomato, onions, pickles, peppers, and obviously the garlic sauce, right? That's our signature. And then I just take the top – that's boated out and I just fat sauce it up. Just, I mean, we're gonna boat this thing and make it just saucy. Fat sauce, pull the meat out of the microwave, slap that on there. So you got chicken, bacon, Swiss cheese, pepper jack cheese, cream cheese, avocado, and fat sauce. So basically what you're telling me is this is good for you. 
Yeah, it's called the heart attack. <laughs> All right, I got a sandwich story. Okay. Now you got. I'm gonna tell you about this sandwich that I had. All right. It's from Ike's Place in San Francisco. Have you heard of it? I have heard of Ike's. Have you been to Ike's? Place? I've never been to Ike's, but I've heard of it. We had to wait in line to get this sandwich. It was on Man versus Food, so I had to go there. Anytime it's within driving distance of my house, I have to go to the Man versus Food place. So I go to Ike's place. The sandwich is called a kryptonite sandwich. Now okay. tell me if you can make this. Yes. I know you can't because of the ingredients on this. So I'm going to read it off. I might have to take some breaths because I'm out of shape. All right. It is a. It has roast beef, okay. corned beef, pastrami, turkey, bacon, ham, mozzarella sticks, jalapeno poppers, <laughs> onion rings, avocado, and pesto. It also had so much lettuce on the sandwich that the excess lettuce that fell off my sandwich weighs more than any other sandwich I've ever had other than this sandwich. That's, uh, that's actually quite impressive. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> mozzarella sticks, onion rings, and jalapeno puffers. That's, wow. So, so how was it? Oh, so good. Did you finish it all? Oh, yeah. I could barely breathe afterwards. I, I can't. I have a hard time normally, but... Probably the elevation. It was San good. Francisco. I could not elevation. drive back after that. I had someone else drive. <laughs> yeah. I had to stay the night in San Francisco. There's a good chance I'm going to pass out on the way back. Someone else has to drive. Oh, man. No, that sounds like a great sandwich. I'm not sure if I could do that at Mr. Pickles. but Can you I'm... get it on the menu and just call it the Zach? <laughs> the, the Zach. <laughs> so speaking of that, um, Zach and I have been talking, and we're just waiting. I don't know who we have to talk to about this, but we want to put a Spivey special up on that board. <laughs> it's going to be with, obviously with the Mountain Dew. I mean, you got to bring your own vodka, but I mean, what can you do there? So, who do we got to talk to about getting the Spivey special up there? I'm sure we can figure something out. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to Don. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is on this Spivey special? Oh, we have a side drink. Yeah, you can't make it the Troy Spivey. No, we're, we'll actually have to discuss It's going to have olives on it. Without a doubt. We're going to have to discuss what's going to be on it, but it's going to come with a Mountain Dew and then obviously a bag well, of Well, it has chips. to have cream cheese on it as well. Yeah, and a bagel. <laughs> bagel. Let's get out of here with the bagel. All right, Vance, what's the weirdest order a customer came in never asked for? God, there's been so many over the years. Uh, I'd have to say uh, I had this lady one time ask for a tuna and cranberry sandwich <laughs> and i just kind of looked at her and i was like you got it ma'am <laughs> i don't know i mean it was like i mean i did it and i'm sure maybe she thought it tasted good but i mean she paid so that was cool <laughs> i love the turkey cranberry no, turkey cranberry is great. I mean, that's the number seven, right? We got the old turkey, your choice of cheese and cranberry. But when you're mixing tuna, I'm just not sure. That was like one of the last sandwiches on the board. I was like, I guess I'll just try the one with fruit on it. Let's try that. And I was like, this is super good. Why come I not been having this the whole it's time? canned cranberry. There's <laughs> it's not only that that's fruit. That's like closer to jello than it is fruit. So she was just going for the old canned food sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then uh, a hot salami sandwich. Like, not spicy, but I'm talking, like, heated up, melted with cheese. Uh, it just doesn't give off a good aroma. The, the hot salami is not really doing it for me. What would you say is your number one top sandwich that most people get? So, there's three. I, I say they're all pretty even. The one that Zach got today, the BV Bronco, right? We talked about that one. How uh, do you not get that sandwich? Yeah. The uh, cream cheese is obviously the big seller, right? So two of our most popular sandwiches have cream cheese. I literally just go down the menu. That one's got cream, <laughs> cream cheese. cheese. It's down to these two. All right. 
so the DC Cougar, uh, turkey, bacon, avocado, cream cheese. Had it. And then uh, the, the one that Troy likes, the variation that he likes, it's uh, the crew, the chicken, bacon, avocado, and jack cheese. So, I mean, you got the avocado, you got the cream cheese. Maybe it's just a California thing, but they love it. I'm from California, and I love it, so that's probably what it is. <laughs> I don't know. I'm curious to see it like, on, the, on the East Coast. I mean, I know they're big into their pastrami and their corned beef back there, but I don't think they put avocado on everything like we do out here for sure. They probably can't get the avocado as easily as we can. Yeah. Another weird thing is that if you try to order a sandwich on the East Coast, if you ask for sourdough bread, they look at you like you're a crazy person. Like, oh, whatever, yeah. Mr. San Francisco. And you're like, what? That's <laughs> not just regular bread? Yeah. Now, what um, sandwich roll is the most used, probably? So, we call it's the Dutch Crunch. So, it's, uh, it's like a French roll, and it's baked with buttermilk on top of it. Mm. So, it provides this crackly crunchy crust and it's just i mean sometimes it you know it can go a little captain crunch on the roof of your mouth but it's worth it let me tell you it's worth it Is that the one you usually get yeah the dutch crutch related injuries just help you help remind you of how good the sandwich was throughout the week <laughs> see i'm always a sweet roll guy yeah no i mean the sweet they're rolls, all good the, the sweet roll's soft right i mean it's going to be a little easier on the old top of the mouth um it's a similar roll to the dutch crunch it doesn't have that crunchy crust now, before we wrap it up and we move on to sports jog, I was told I had to ask you a question. So my wife, <laughs> Sarah Spivey, who was a previous guest, we talked about hummus with her. Anyways, sidebar, um, she used to work for you. She did. Could you tell me what kind of employee she was? Oh, boy. <laughs> She's going to be listening to this, so we're going to go. No. She doesn't listen. <laughs> uh, so actually, funny story real quick about Sarah. Uh, so she came in to apply. I was working one afternoon, and uh, she came in with a, a good friend of hers, Crystal, at the time. And uh, so Crystal stepped forward, and there was nobody in the place. And uh, I was like, hi, how can I help you? And she goes, actually, I'm, I'm here to ask about a job. And so I started talking to this girl, Crystal, and and she seemed really nice. She was friendly. She was outgoing. And uh, and I was like, well, yeah, I mean, we're definitely looking. I, you can start tomorrow. And she goes, oh, actually, it wasn't for me. It was for my friend Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> and Sarah was standing in the back the whole time, and she was super quiet. Uh, so she steps forward, and I'm like, oh, great, you know. <laughs> uh, but, no, I ended up talking to Sarah, and uh, and we ended up hiring her the next week. And and uh, it was it was awesome. She worked there for a few years for me, and... Uh, it was, uh, it was great. I mean, she's met so many people and, you know, we've, our lives are all intertwined. So now was it that she introduced you to your wife? She did. She did actually. So, uh, Sarah and my wife went to high school together at Casa Boo. and, uh, Sarah was having a, a movie night one night at her house and, uh, we, we went over there and watched uh, national lampoons van Wilder Ooh. and, uh, sat in the mood. Yeah. Aged well. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, Stephanie and I sat next to each other and didn't say one word to each other, but as soon as I left, I was like, I knew she was the one, you know, it was like the job interview. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good story. All right. Well, I think that's all we got. We got to save all the time we can for Sports Jug because we got a lot to cover. Very excited to talk about this one. So quick break. We will be right back with Sports Jug. Sports Jug with the Spivey Brothers. Cubs are good. Get the ball to big country. Generic soccer take. All right. That's enough. I'm out of breath. All right. This week for Sports Jug. We have a huge Kansas City Chiefs fan here with us. Emphasis Jeez. on huge. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's fine. I'll take that all, all day long. Especially this year. So we're going to talk about 
Well, let's start out. We're going to start out with the trip that you took to go see the Chiefs. Now, Troy and I, we're big fans of the Ravens and the Steelers, but we've never seen our team play. No. Never. No. I've seen them play. What's it like? <laughs> it's great. I've seen them play three times. Uh, so I saw them play, obviously in Kansas City. Uh, this was, I think, four years ago. Um, I've seen them play in San Diego. I went with my dad uh, to watch them play the Chargers, and then I saw them in Seattle. Um, this was before Seattle got the new the new stadium. It was the old stadium. I don't remember what it was called. Um, so I've seen them play three times live, and uh, it's awesome. Uh, I looked into trying to go out to the uh, the AFC Championship this last year, and just didn't make it work. A couple of buddies of mine went, and then uh, another buddy of mine that's a Chiefs fan went to the Super Bowl, and uh, he was sending me pictures, and I was just super jealous. But obviously, that's a that's a wild that's a wild bill right there. That's a lot of money to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, but yeah, man, I've been uh, been a Chiefs fan my whole life, and uh, I just uh, I, I don't know if you can hear the smile through this radio right now, <laughs> but I'm just ecstatic. This has been uh, the best time of my life. So one of my favorite stories of going to a sporting event was when you told me about the Kansas City game that you went to, and it was so cold that even you felt it. Tell us about that trip, the environment in Kansas City for a game, and the old frozen beer story. Uh, That's a good one. That's a good one. So uh, this was four years ago. Uh, It was in late December, I want to say, just before Christmas. And uh, I, to be honest with you, I'd never been to Kansas City before, and I knew it was going to be absolutely freezing. So I went to Target like the week before I left and bought $300 worth of, you know, winter gear. That I didn't even own. I haven't worn since. Uh, jackets and long johns and socks, double insulated. Uh, and so we fly there. It was me and, me and two of my buddies. Uh, it was a Chiefs-Titans game. And uh, we get there, and it's just absolutely freezing. Like, I've never experienced anything like this in my life. I'm like, what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we spent a couple days in Kansas City, uh, the Power and Light District, uh, which was just off the hook. It was uh, just the atmosphere was wild. There was outdoor bars, which were, people were still at, even though it was like six degrees. Um, yeah, it was crazy out there. So uh, a lot of good barbecue. Uh, that was the first time I ever had uh, cheese corn. I don't know if you guys ever heard of that before. Just hold on, stop the show. <laughs> Tell us more well, about I read this. On cheese corn. <laughs> so, Those are two foods I've never heard together. <laughs> we went to this barbecue place, and I, I don't know, I got the, the barbecue trio. It had ribs and brisket and sausage. And uh, they're like, uh, for your sides, do you want uh, mashed potatoes or cheese corn? <laughs> do you see me? I'll take both. So she gets out this soup cup, right? And she just ladles a big scoop of corn in there. And then she takes a lid off this other little jar and she gets a big spoon and it's nacho cheese sauce. Oh my oh, gosh. That is not where I thought this <laughs> was going. She just ladles this thing on there and sticks a spoon in it and hands it to me. And oh my God, this was so delicious. I just mowed through that. It's just a big old thing of corn with nacho cheese sauce. So is that like a soup? Does that count as like a soup and salad? That was your choice? No, it's a vegetable. <laughs> it's a grain. We learned that on my dad's episode. He thought it was the only vegetable he ever ate, and he found out in college it was a grain. So, no. <laughs> anyway, so the the atmosphere was wild. Uh, we went to the we went to the stadium and, and tailgated for a few hours before. We didn't know anybody there. We didn't have a car. We flew in. So just people. I was wearing my Chiefs jersey, and my buddy had his Chiefs jersey on, and, and my other buddy had his Titans jersey, and uh, people were just being so nice, giving us beers and and barbecue they're like hey you want something over here and it was just a great atmosphere we partied it up in the parking lot got to our seats and i swear it this was absolutely freezing i looked it up after we got back and uh they said that at kickoff it was negative two degrees 
Yikes. And I, I was just, I had my boots on with my long johns and my jacket and I'm bundled up. And, uh, so we, we get a couple beers, we get inside and I, I, you know, had two or three beers and I set my beer down. I was like, all right, I gotta go to the bathroom guys. Literally walked up the stairs, went to the bathroom. I didn't even stop at the concession stand. Okay. I went, walked to the bathroom, came back. I don't believe that part of the story. (laughs) So maybe yeah, came back down the stairs and I go to take a drink out of my beer and nothing comes out. And I look down and there's just a thin sheet of ice across the top of my beer. Beer frozen. Well, I've seen you walk up and down stairs, so it was probably like, what, 30, 45 minutes? <laughs> I could see that beer freezing. <laughs> I told you I didn't go to the concession stand, okay? I'm just talking about the walking <laughs> part. All right, so I heard through the grapevine, Kansas City Chiefs, they won the Super Bowl this year. Tell us about that playoff run, how they didn't play the first quarter for the first couple of games and they made it. How are you feeling? Yeah, you know, I mean, they just didn't really need it. I mean, three quarters is just about all they need to beat any team in the in the NFL. So, you know, why why work harder than you have to? Exactly. So we're in the Super Bowl. You know, they're down. You made it all that way. Well, hold on. I'll stop you there. <laughs> uh, down twenty four nothing to the Texans in the first quarter and early second quarter, and uh, I'm sitting on my couch just. You know what? I had to get rid of the pillows after that one because I was just not not a happy camper. I remember texting Trey. I was like, I hope Vance is okay. I had I had like 17 missed text messages of people <laughs> just being like, just giving it to me, right? Guys I haven't talked to in like a year. Well, I, I, I hate that. As a Cubs fan during baseball season, people will text you that don't even have a horse in the race. It's like, just stop. Oh, 100%. 100%. These guys just coming out of nowhere. Obviously, my Raider, my Raiders fan friends are just blowing me up, right? And what am I going to say? We're down 24 nothing to the Texans. Yeah. I mean, so obviously, when we flip the script on that before halftime to come up 28-24, the, uh, I, I text everybody back at that point. <laughs> the whole middle finger emoji. <laughs> Love it. So we're in the Super Bowl. You know, you finally get there. I'm pissed that the Chiefs made it because it's the first time, I think, what, 10 years you didn't have a Super Bowl party because no one wants to watch this game with you, even your wife. <laughs> so so last year when you know the Chiefs had, oh, maybe they're going to make it to the Super Bowl, I don't know, I was kind of like throwing the idea around of not having my, my annual Super Bowl party. I think we've had it, like you said, 10 years. And uh, obviously didn't have to worry about that because D4 jumped off sides and Patriots go to the Super Bowl. Ugh. Anyways. So didn't have to worry about it last year. This year, whole different story. I was telling everybody all along that if they go to the Super Bowl, I'm not having a party because there's no chance in hell that I'm going to be able to have a have a good time with all my friends there and just giving it to me. So yeah, I know your friends, and I'm going to agree with this statement. <laughs> I, I well, said they're, they're playing the local team, so yeah. There's going to be way more people on the other side. So it's going to be either super unfun for you or super unfun for everyone else in the room. It's, it's, there's no way to do that right. Well, that's why I told, I told Stephanie, my wife, I said, there's two options here. Either the Chiefs are winning big and I'm obnoxious or the Chiefs are losing big and I'm very obnoxious. So <laughs> it was either me being obnoxious or obnoxious. And there was no doubt about that. Is there any other speed that you have <laughs> during Chiefs games? Uh, I, so I did a lot of pacing. That's probably the most walking I've ever done in my life. Um, I probably lost some weight, even though I ate six pounds of cheese, chips, and queso. But you got to. I was up and down on the couch. This is actually the first time I've ever watched a Super Bowl game just completely by myself. It was uh, it was a little weird. Even my wife. So she was in the she was in the living room for the first half, and everything was going okay, right? Tied ten to ten. They had a, a good second quarter. 
Third quarter comes out, and the Niners just start putting it on. Next thing you know, I look around, and Stephanie and Aurora, they're gone. <laughs> they're in the back bedroom. All right, so I don't know if people listening know this. The Chiefs end up winning. Explain <laughs> the feeling of all this time waiting. I know as a Cubs fan what it felt like when it finally – I don't know if it was relief, if it was – I don't know what the feeling was. You can't really describe it. Can you describe the feeling you felt? I, I don't know if I can. I, it was emotional. I mean, it was uh, – like you said, relief. I mean, excitement. I mean, just like I felt like a weight was lifted off my shoulders. I don't know. Like I'm not. I'm just a fan. I don't even play the games, but I just felt like for so long. I, I you know, I, I doubted whether or not they could even win. You know, like it was always like, oh, this is this is going to be the year. This is going to be the heartbreak again. It's you know, we're close, but it's not going to get there. And I just knew, you know, when they went down by ten in the third quarter, in the fourth quarter. I was like, here it is again, you know, that same feeling that I've had for years and years. And for them to, to put up 21 like that in the fourth quarter in the last what, six minutes of the game, I, I was just, it was just unbelievable. When, when Damien busted that big run, I just, I let it loose. You know, I knew that that was it. I, I started crying and I was just pacing around the living room. I took a video and just sent it to all my friends. I know. Yeah, I got that <laughs> video too. Uh, it was, uh. It was a pretty awesome experience. Like I said, it's hard to hard to put words into it. I mean, you know, obviously as fans, we don't really have much to say about the outcomes, but for some reason it just plays heavy on our hearts, you know? As much as I like to see my friends all upset when their teams lose, I think just one year getting that feeling, it's it's like you said, it's the one of the biggest weight lifted off like I could I mean, I root for the Cubs every year, but if they don't win it, it's just like <laughs> we got one in my we lifetime. I'm good. Zach, I mean, he was two when the Dodgers won it, so he might not get one, but what can you do there? I totally remember the whole thing. So. <laughs> All right, Vance, so enough about sports we have no control over. Let's we, also, we also count the Astro series for us, too. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> they were banging on that trash can all the way to the ring, so... All right, Vance, so sports, again, that we have control over. You coach high school football how long have you been doing it oh geez i've been doing it for 15 years now wow yeah i've been doing it ever since i graduated high school uh this will be my 15th season coming up yep that's pretty crazy now why do you love it so much i mean i i coached high school baseball for a while i know how much money and how much time and a how lot much, <laughs> and how much pressure and all of that what what makes you come back every single year I mean, I think, first of all, you have to say that I'm probably one of the most highly sought-after freshman football coaches in the area. I make at least eh, $150 a season. <laughs> well, that's, that's, is that before taxes? <laughs> no, it's usually after dinner. But. Oh, nice. So it was like three grand. <laughs> <laughs> wow, they're really paying those freshman coaches. <laughs> so, I mean, besides picking terrible receiver coaches, I mean, wh wh again, why do you love – uh, so uh, football has been a game that's been involved in my life ever since I was eight years old, uh, whether I was playing or coaching, um, you know, it obviously shaped me into the, the person that I am today. And, uh, you know, to be able to, to give back to that game and, and give back to these kids that are in kind of the same situation <laughs> that I am, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's just rewarding, you know. Yeah, I remember, I remember coaching. I mean, the thing about coaching that brings you back every year is you start with this bunch of kids, and it's like 
your Play-Doh and then you mold them and you see the worst kid on the team, he improves. The best player on the team, he improves. And just seeing it from day one to the day where you're giving your speeches at the end of the year, I think that's I think that was for me it was the most rewarding part about coaching. Yeah, I mean you you get to know these kids. I mean, sometimes you spend more time with them than their parents do, right? I mean, we're practicing from three o'clock until six o'clock every every day and you have games and you've got you know saturdays and you're doing uh, you know team fundraisers and and things like that so you get to know these kids and you put your heart into it and you know it's almost like they're your kids and you see them grow like you said and that's just it's awesome so one of the things that i've i've always done is i've coached freshman football for a long time right i mean this is a, a kind of an awkward year an awkward age um, I've coached JV and, and kind of gone up a little bit, but I've always felt that I connect more with these kids that are younger. Um, and some of the things that I experienced, we had a, a story, I'll tell you real quick. Uh, last year, you know, these kids are 13, 14 years old. They're just getting into high school. They're not sure of themselves. They're not sure of a lot of things, you know, um, and they're still silly and goofy. So we have practice and um, every Wednesday before our games, we do it like a pre-practice. And usually we just wear our helmets and shoulder pads and, and maybe some shorts well, apparently this kid, he forgot his shorts for the day, right? So I come out to practice. I was in the locker room doing some stuff, and I come out, and I'm, I'm watching him stretch and warm up, and I'm like, what the heck is going on over here? And I walk out, and one of my kids is wearing his jeans. <laughs> <laughs> he's, got, he's got his jeans on, right, with his shoulder pads and helmet, and I go up, I'm like, hey, man, what are you doing? He's like, coach I forgot my shorts <laughs> and he's out there doing calisthenics he's doing high knees and he's stretching and you know those are the type of stories that I get as a freshman football coach and that's not going to happen on the varsity level you know I mean that's something that I'll never forget in my life and, and that's why I love doing you know you know coaching this this group of kids and this age group anytime someone wears jeans to a sporting event that's going to be something that sticks with them <laughs> Tyler has a friend that we when we played uh we played tackle football in the park all the time and he wore jean shorts, and I only know him as jean shorts. That's honestly, that's very surprising that a Spivey would give a nickname and people forget <laughs> the real name. I don't believe Old it. Jean short guy. <laughs> I follow him on Facebook. I see his pictures all the time. I, he has a name, but I just that's just jean shorts to me. So why would you read that? <laughs> all right, let's talk about the NFL season that's coming up because I'm very excited. If if they play, wow, don't don't say that. That's far enough back. Uh, we might not get preseason, but. We gotta Hopefully. get his NFL season. I didn't even know they played preseason, so yeah. I don't. I don't know how I'd feel, right? I mean, like to me, uh, basketball's never been a a big sport that I like to watch. So I mean, everything going on right now is not really affected my my sports life. Well, March Madness. Oh, true, March Madness. Uh, NBA no. is not really one of my big. Devastating. <laughs> we had a, we had a, a trip canceled last week, but anyways, yeah. So this time right now, but if it cuts into football, then I'm I mean, out. I'm going to be absolutely <laughs> livid. That's when we riot. <laughs> Week one. We're absolutely having football this year. Okay. So let's talk about our early predictions because it is way too early to even talk about that. Like 12 people are going to pull their ACL like this week, like sitting on the couch eating funny and someone's going to pull their ACL. <laughs> Do, doing what? <laughs> change the whole outcome of the season. I heard actually a story today that the – ER visits are up. I don't remember who told me because people are doing are working out at home and doing housework. And so because of that, people are falling off ladders and like pulling groins and like the ER visits are up right now because people aren't at work. Can you imagine the videos right now? Like we see gym videos at people out of the gym, but I bet you they're just gold being at home right now. 
Oh, I've seen at least three or four of my neighbors working out in their garage, just making weird noises when we walk by. It's like, this is, this is not safe. <laughs> All right. So we had a big move in the NFL. Tom Brady is moving on from the Patriots, finally. It's been 400 years. Close. Yeah. 20? 20, is that the right number? It feels like more. Yeah. It feels like more. You know, uh, Tom Brady is, you just love to hate him, you know, but at the same time, you got to respect him. I I think that. Do you, though? I mean. (laughs) I think when he retires. Yeah, maybe when he retires. I've never really, you know, been a, a huge advocate of the guy, but what they did there for the last decade has just been unbelievable. And I know they've been obviously in and out of scandals. But, I mean, to continue to do things at that level and, and win that many Super Bowls, is, it's just unheard of. Stupid. Yeah. So TB12 is on his way. He is going to TB. Well, that's what everybody does in Florida, right? They retire down there? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. He's got to get his early bird special. <laughs> his uh, strawberry skins yeah. and whatever else he's allowed Avocado to eat. Avocado toast. Avocado toast. All the games are played at 11 so he can get to the Golden Corral by four. <laughs> Basically. So he's going on to the Bucks. Now, do we think the Bucks or the Patriots win more games this year? We'll start with Vance. I'm going to go with the Bucks. I know this is probably not popular opinion because I just said that the Patriots have been doing great things, but the guy is is old, but he's still got a little fight in him. You know, I think I think he's been a competitor for a long time, and he's got two great weapons down there to throw the ball to, right? And Godwin and Evans. I mean, good tight ends. Good tight ends. I mean, I'm curious to see what the offensive line can do because obviously he gets he's about one sack away from being Alex Smith, but I think that I think that they win more games than the Patriots this year. I think I I think. Bill Belichick is just really good at what he does, and I don't think it matters as much who's on the team. And I think that the Patriots play in a, a lesser division than the Bucks. I mean, you got to think about the Bucks are against the Falcons, who they'll figure things out. Yeah, the Saints, the Saints, and the Panthers—they're going to be a little bit better than they were the year before, maybe a little bit. But I, I'm going to go with the Patriots. I just think that they don't they automatic two wins against the Dolphins. Well, you never know when you go down to Miami. Crazy things happen. But I think that the Patriots are going to win more games. Who's going to play quarterback? I don't think it matters. They won 11 games with Brian Mallett as quarterback when Brady was out that year. Was that Castle? That, Matt that's, Castle. That's Castle. Well, I always yeah. say Brian Mallett. It doesn't matter. It was interchangeable. Duck. Could so have been Brian Hoyer. That was, that was, uh, that Could have been Vance. That was, his, that was Matt Castle's interview process for yeah. the Chiefs. Right. The Chiefs, <laughs> Chiefs tore Brady's ACL and then watched Castle go 12 wins, and then they hired him next year, and that worked out real well for us. Yeah, right. they went 3-1 and one with Garoppolo and uh, Brissett mm-hmm. during Deflategate. I don't know. I just think they just throw people in there. I think if, if maybe Deshaun Watson ends up in, in Don't New say England, that. Don't say don't it. You if you, say it out yeah, loud. Maybe, maybe next week we'll have to be back on the show after we hear that, and then I'll change my mind. But <laughs> Is that a real thing, or is that just something Patriots fans say to make themselves feel better? I don't know. I, that I heard, doesn't sound right. I saw some cryptic tweets from Deshaun. <laughs> you know these cryptic tweets, man. You never know where it's going to go. If they get Deshaun Watson, we riot. All right. We've got a lot of rioting to do in the future here. But All right. Next one, early NFL predictions. Where's Cam Newton going to play next year? Zach, we'll start with you. He will be playing for the Los Angeles Superchargers. 
because they have to sign somebody to get people to watch that. How bad is that logo? It is going <laughs> to... Right? They... The Rams logo was the bad guy. Oh, the Rams logo. That's basically the Chargers logo, though. We don't know what the Chargers logo <laughs> looks like because no one's actually seen them play. It, they have to get somebody because they're in the new stadium. And if they have as many fans as they had in that soccer stadium, it's going to be the most depressing thing that I've ever seen. They're going to have to, like, the Raiders had that whole top suction just, like, tarped off. They're going to have to tarp off the whole thing. The whole thing. I, I mean, as a Chiefs fan, I have, I have They're gonna no complaints They're going to have fans on the tarp to make it look like somebody's there to watch them. I, could, I, I actually enjoy every minute of this, to be honest with you. But uh, I can see Cam Newton end up there. I, I think that... I think that Cam is, uh, you know, he kind of got a bad deal there, right? I mean, he got, got hurt and kind of figured, not sure what the heck's going on. And, you know, kind of like uh, was Ka- Kaepernick got, you know, got better. Uh, Alex Smith got bounced out of there after Kaepernick came in, yep. right? I mean, so I think Cam Newton still got some in him. And if he ends up in, in, in uh, at the Chargers, I think that could be uh, some good games, you know, for with the Chiefs. That could be a good rivalry to come back. So there's only a couple spots still open. Would you rather have Jameis or Cam? Jameis post eye surgery because apparently he's been blind this whole time. Well, that's that's, <laughs> that's the reason he given. threw thirty three picks. <laughs> God, that makes total sense now. They didn't need to get Tom Brady; they just need to get him eye surgery. Well, he threw thirty three picks and had the same exact passer rating as Tom Brady last season. Yeah. Well, he also threw 50, 50 touchdowns, I think. Well, he's in the thirty thirty club. I think it was. Sling it, baby. Yeah. Well, I think that. I mean, I'd rather have Cam. Me too. That's my opinion. Doesn't make as many mistakes, and he's a dual threat. Yeah. I mean, I think that's... And uh, former MVP. Former MVP, yeah. And he's been to a Super Bowl. I'd rather have Jameis. Yeah. He's younger. And I think it's his vision. I really think it is. I think it's something stupid. I think he can <laughs> see now. He's, he's now... He's, he's Miracle Man. He's, he's, he's totally... Love it. He's not just blindly throwing downfield and praying for the best. Well, I, let's just say if this works out, then every quarterback in the NFL is going to just get some kind of surgery to make their vision better. Why wouldn't you? Well, I mean, if you're like legally blind, you should do that. Now, Legally Blonde, that's a great film. Sidebar. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to move on to the next one. All right. Locally, I think everyone around here has the answer. But Vance, we'll start with you. Who's going to win the NFC West? Well, we talked about this a little bit earlier, and I know some of you guys think that the, the Niners were just a flash in the pan, you know, contrary to popular belief. But I, I honestly think that the Niners and Chiefs are going to be seeing each other in the Super Bowl a couple times over the next few years. I, I think that the Niners, I think the Niners run it back um, when they went from they went from worst to worst to best record last year. Uh, they played good defense. I know they lost lost uh, was it Buckner, right? But I, I think that they're, you know, I think Jimmy G is only going to get better if they can continue to use that play action game, right? Because that's what that's what destroyed us when they were when they were doing it. And I think I think the Niners run it back. I think they win the NFC West. I think it's going to be close. I think just like last year, it's going to probably come down to the last matchup between the Seahawks and the Niners. I think Arizona is going to improve. I mean, getting Hopkins. I mean, that's a pretty nice little pickup. I like that Kyler Murray too, man. He had a good. He had a good season. Yeah, he. I mean, having that weapon with old man Fitz, that guy just throws numbers together. So I think Arizona's going to get better. I think the Rams might come back to the pack a little bit more than they were 
two years ago. I mean, last year they were kind of middle of the road. But I think it's going to come down to the Seahawks and the Niners. I just You can't really count out Russell Wilson. I think, again, I think they'll probably both make the playoffs. But I'm going to go with the Seahawks because I like to be against everyone that listens to our show. I'm going to pick the same team that I picked last year that didn't actually pan out, but that's the Los Angeles Rams. Bold strategy, Cotton. They got <laughs> hot at the end of the year. Now, it is dependent on them being healthy. They had like all three of their receivers for like two of the games. When they all three play, that team is unstoppable. Yeah, but I mean, is, is Goff really? I mean, you could have the best receivers out there that you want. Cooper Cup is the difference. Yeah, Cooper yeah. Cup has to stay healthy, but they have to have two of the fast guys on the outside to open it up for Cooper Cup. Yeah. And I think, they I have think... to have a running back, which I'm sure they'll find someone. They can't have, there's no threat of the run when Gurley with his arthritis in his knee. Yeah. They'll just get a competent running back, and I think I'm going to take, uh, what's his name? The head oh. coach of the team. Why can't I? Sean McVay. Sean McVay. He's too smart. I think the offense is going to be good. They're going to figure out what Goff can do, which isn't Reed, but he'll figure it out. I think, I mean. And the defense is going to be good. They got Aaron Donald. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Donald. I don't care who else is on there. It's... Aaron Donald's a freak. <laughs> that, that dude, yeah, you have to triple team him. But I don't know. I'm just not sold in Goff. I mean, he had, you know, they went to the Super Bowl two years ago. I'm not sold on Garoppolo. I mean, you just picked them to win the division. So uh, yeah. I think Goff's as good as him. Probably a better deep ball thrower. Goff makes way more mistakes. He's basically Jameis Winston, but less athletic. I yeah. think Garoppolo doesn't have to do as much, though. Well, that's what I like about the, what the Niners have done. They played solid defense, I mean, and they run the ball really well. I mean, any one of those guys runs the ball really well. But we talked about this a little bit off air, too. I mean, having a good defense is so hard to keep because you got to pay all the guys. And, I mean, losing Buckner, that's a pretty big loss. Well, the big difference for the Rams year over year was the offensive line. When they went to the Super Bowl, it was the same offensive line the whole year. They had, like, 23 different combinations this last year. It makes a big difference in a team like the Niners where you want to run the ball, but you can't because the guys up front can't block anybody. True. I, what, what the Niners did to the Packers was just – just blew my mind, right? I mean, what do they, they ran the ball like 14 straight times. <laughs> like I, that's that's going to be a, a recipe for success a lot of times. So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be a good battle. I do like uh, Kyler Murray in Arizona. So It's that, going to be the most fun division. I think that could be, we were talking about it off air, but that, that worst to last or worst to first you know scenario, that could be coming to play there because all four of those teams might be you know legitimate contenders. All right, last one before we wrap the show up and have a couple more beers. Um, <laughs> we think that the Chiefs probably have a pretty good chance at repeating, but I'm going to ask you first, Zach, which AFC team, not counting the Steelers because we're being realistic, has a chance at knocking the Chiefs off the AFC throne? Uh, not counting the Steelers, I'm going to pick the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're going to have a very, very, very good defense yet again. Um, which is huge for the division. And then we've got Ben back. He won't be the same Ben, but if he's like 80% of Ben, that's four times better than what we had last year. And is, we won eight games last year. So. Is he going to have to shave in order to get a helmet on, or how does that work? They're going to make a special helmet. He's going to wear like a kicker's helmet with just the one <laughs> just bar. The one bar crust. <laughs> I mean, he's got a Morton Anderson He breaks helmet. so many tackles. It doesn't matter what helmet he's wearing, really. It's just less for them to grab onto while he's... <sighs> 
radaring them off. Vance, who's and not... we've got we got our second Watt. So we had TJ Watt. Now we got Derek Watt. We're just one away, man. That's a lot. We're of like le- Creed with the chairs. A lot of electricity on that team with all that <laughs> wattage. Um, Vance, what team's knocking the Chiefs off? Hopefully, no one in your boat. But well, I think uh, you know. I hate to say this because. Uh, Troy's going to just smile, but I, I think the Ravens are, are probably our, our biggest contenders. You know, I, I think the fact that we didn't have to play them last year, it kind of, obviously I loved every minute of it. You know, the, the Titans made a good run and, and Henry ran the ball real well, but the fact that we didn't have to, to go against Lamar and that, that offense. And I, I'm curious to see if people adjust to it. I guess that's going to be the biggest thing. I mean, they're obviously the, the biggest threat throughout the whole year. Got a little bit cold at the end of the season and, and, and bounced early, but I think I think the Ravens have a lot of weapons. You know, Harbaugh's been doing that for a long time over there. He's 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 seen a lot of different teams and taken a couple different teams to you know to far in the in the postseason. So I think he does a good job. And and Lamar, man, he's uh, he's hard he's hard to hard to contain. So now this might sound weird. I mean, I really like what you just said. I really <laughs> didn't like what Zach just said. Um, Shocker. This might be weird, but I think it's going to be the Colts. We've been saying this for so many years. If Locke is healthy, the Colts are going to the Super Bowl. I think getting Phillip Rivers, you know, you're shoring up your defense aligned with Buckner. That's a decent defense with a decent offense. They play in a pretty poor division where they're probably going to get a division win. They're going to have possibly a bye the first week. They only have to win, what is it, two games to get to the Super Bowl? I don't know. I think the Colts could sneak in. Yeah, I just, I'm just not sure about Phillip. I mean, being we've been a, saying Philip Rivers is going to do something for well, I'm not fifteen years. I, as a Chiefs fan, we've we've played him twice a year for the you know as long as I can remember, and I mean that guy throws more picks than the Patriots do in the red zone. You know what I'm saying? I just not sure. I just I just think the Colts overall, their team is good. I think Philip Rivers can calm it down to where hopefully he won't have to try to do as much. And I, I that's my sleeper. It probably won't happen, but you know, either is eating us a salad, either three of us. So, well, I commend you your your partialism because <laughs> you didn't say the Ravens. So, well, I don't know why, but what can you do? All right, I think that's all we got. That was fun. I'm glad we got to do sports jug and talk about sports when those sports are going on. Basically, <laughs> I appreciate you guys having me out, man. It's been a blast. Yeah, we had a good time. So. Um, that we're going to wrap up the show. Uh, make sure to follow us on social media at Spivey special on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, Facebook, LinkedIn and grinder. No, that's not right. <laughs> no, and, uh, you're at Zach Spivey on that. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, thanks to the strange year podcast for, uh, sponsoring the show this week. Make sure to check that one out. They got like four minute episodes. So if you are, Short attention spans like us. That's the one to go for. What? (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think that's all we got. Um, Troy, you're fat. Zach, you're fat. (laughs) Wait a minute, guys. I'm fat. (laughs) All right. Later. (laughs)